Welcome to As the Garden Grows, a podcast about a small cannabis company and our journey in growing wellness. Yay, welcome to another episode of As the Garden Grows. We're back. The garden's still growing. The garden is still growing. And I'm really happy to be here right now because I literally have had no voice all week. Guys, this is almost a live episode because we had to wait for Miss Kijana's voice to come back. It was crazy. She was truly speechless. Yeah, She was rendered speechless. That was like such an experience. Tell me all about it. How did you feel? Because I could never. (laughs) I definitely will say that like me not having my voice is just shocking. Like I realized that I just use my voice for everything. Like even just from being able to say hi to my neighbors when I'm going for a walk in the morning. Like I love to be, you know, across the street or see them on their porch and be like, oh, hi, how are you? And, you know, have like a conversation from afar. I am so that person. And I felt like they couldn't feel my love because I would just be like waving at them. (laughs) And I had no voice. Miming. Literally. And they would be like, like I have this one guy in my neighborhood. We see each other on our walks every morning, this little old African guy. He lives um, down the street from me. And he's always like, good morning, my love. How are you? And his little African accent. And I always be like, oh, hi, how are you? We wish each other like a great day. And like, it's just such a great part of my day. And then to not be able to like say good morning to him it literally hurt my heart oh no it was so sad I felt like he just like didn't know what was going on (laughs) he was just like waving back like why isn't you talking to me did you Um, know it's me (laughs) it's me I know so it felt so good this morning when I I was like good morning he was like oh you're up early today and I was like yeah he was like I love it waking up early and I was like oh we're good (laughs) we're good I got my voice back everything's back on track everything is back on track it was the strangest thing though because it literally just came back last night after I subbed out my Wednesday class which was like also another part of the process because first of all just like asking someone to sub that class was so hard for me to do it's my Wednesday class it's my beginners class but it's my regulars like that those are just like my people and I did not want to accept that I wasn't going to be able to teach that class so it was really hard for me to like relinquish the control and ask for someone to sub the class and you know that was an experience in and of itself um but yeah it like was the strangest thing like literally after everyone left last night my mom asked me a question and I started talking back to her and then I was like oh my god my voice is back (laughs) (laughs) it is just here it's so funny too that it didn't come back after you slept or like after anything. You, it was just like it really was just the universe saying you can't teach that class. Yeah, I think the universe just really wanted me to take that one off. And it's so funny because like I don't know that I'm like a hypochondriac, but I will say like on Monday when I woke up with no voice and my throat was like at that time kind of hurting. Um, not really hurting, but I was just super like phlegmy actually because I haven't had any like sickness with it, yeah. but just no voice. And on Monday, like into Tuesday, I was like, is this it? Am, am I never going to have my voice again? Like, is this oh my just God. the universe? <laughs> That's not I even thought, a thing. I, I literally thought that was how it, what was happening to me. I was like, I'm, I'm just never going to have a voice again. I'm never going to be able to speak again. Like, this is going to be my my trauma. Like, this is going to be my trial. What? This is going to be my trauma. Oh, my God. What would <laughs> you do? <laughs> <laughs> like, what would you do? What would our pivot be? Honestly. <laughs> for you I, being voiceless. <laughs> I, was in a t- I was in a dark space for those reasons. <laughs> Those are some dark moments And she couldn't even talk about it, you guys. Exactly. I did feel, like, alone in that way. Also, like, I am someone who, when I'm going through something, I need to talk about it to, like, process it. That's how I process. So that was really hard, too. Like, there was actually one point where I really wanted to call you, and I couldn't. And I was (laughs) like, this is so sad. It's upsetting. It was. And it was in a dark moment where I was, like, having a hard time. My God, I wish you had. I couldn't. I couldn't have spoken. <laughs> yeah. So anyways. But anyway, <laughs> coming out of the darkness. Clearly my voice is back. She's <laughs> I'm back. I'm ready to go. <laughs> but I will say like, um, I taught a class this morning. Uh, we had our first sunrise flows at 6.15. It was so beautiful. It was so great. It was really awesome. I hope people can come and join us for that class sometime. But, um, you know, Teaching that class, I really wanted to, like, have my voice for that class. It was our first time doing that class, like, forever and forever. So 
um, just to be able to do it. It was a class that was like requested by someone. So that was awesome. Shout out to Wyatt. And we ended up having six people, which was really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, it was great. And like, yeah, it was 6.15 a.m. So like they really, you know, they really like came out and I really wanted to like be on for them and just have it be me. And you know what? I mean, I didn't know that we were going to get into this, but like just saying like watching the flow happen on Wednesday that happened, that was like just such an experience. Like I had, so we have a new instructor at the garden. He's awesome. His name is Sean. And I know he doesn't talk. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast. So I decided that I'm just going to talk about him here openly. And just, like, give all my feedback because he's never going to hear it. Um, So anyways, Sean also is going to be teaching a class next month. So check out the schedule. But it was really interesting because... (laughs) Just to to summarize, they couldn't be two more different people. No. I mean, we are like... Oh, my God. I can't even... I can't even think of a comparison. Like... <laughs> One time on the Real Housewives of New York, Carol was making a comparison to say like these are just not even in the same planet, and she said it's like comparing apples to spaceships, and it's like pretty similar. I would say so. You know, <laughs> I would say so. And I mean, everything about us is just like totally different in terms of the way that we teach yoga, and I think just even in terms of the way that we approach yoga, and and even sometimes the way that we approach life, it very very different, and so watching him teach this class, which is like, again, I feel a lot of like ownership over. I feel a lot of connection over. I was like, you know, this will never be a concern for me. Like, this is my class. (laughs) Like, And nobody can do it. Nobody nobody can ever take this from me. (laughs) Like, I know, I know what people want when they come into my space. And I know how to get it to them. I just, I do. And I know that's why you guys love me. I know you guys are laughing right now as you're listening to this because it's so true. But like, no, the truth is like, I just, my vibe is so set. It's so secure. And in watching that, because again, like I'm giving up a lot of kind of control with the yoga. Like that's what we're working towards. We're working towards having Sean come in and like essentially take over the yoga portion of the business. Like he's just going to be handling everything that is yoga. And, you know, that's a big deal for me, guys. Like it's a big change. And don't get me wrong. This guy is like so confident. He's he's such an amazing teacher. Anybody who has experienced him, anybody who will experience him, you guys are going to absolutely love him. And like he's going to bring such a great vibe to the garden. By the way, like a vibe that the garden has needed for like a long time. It's going to just like make us bigger and better. And I'm super excited about it. But I will just say that it made me feel good about what I've done in the last several years and what I've created, because even though I do uh, like respect Sean so much, I actually sometimes feel like a little bit intimidated by him because he knows so much. Like he's such a knowledgeable person and he's trained in India. So he has like this really extensive like yoga background. And so it can be a little bit intimidating sometimes. But in that like in that moment, in that space, when I was watching, I was like, oh, no, I'm I'm good. Like I feel I feel so good about what I've done. And like. It's mine. And I know that, you know, nobody can necessarily ever come and do what I do the way that I do it. Everybody just does their own thing, their own different thing. And it's like, I'm just happy to be me. What can I say? Only you can make your (laughs) sauce, baby. Listen, and that's why I tell them, it's like, they can have the recipe, but they can't make it the same. No. (laughs) Listen. That's for sure. That is just for sure. Because sometimes they'll just take that recipe and throw it right out. Listen, I'll give you the recipe, but... Can't make it go good. You just, <laughs> you're just not, your sauce will just never taste like mine. So I really love that. And I, I just, I share that with the world to say like, that's all of us. You know what I mean? Like we all have our own yeah. special thing and our own thing that we're creating. Find your sauce. Yeah. Like find your special sauce and just like live in it, like embrace it, own it, love it. Because, you know, it's what is going to make people love you. Like we were talking about our good friend, Sarah, who's in yoga teacher training right now. And someone brought up today, I think, was it Wyatt actually? Mm-hmm. He brought up that we should do like a comedy yoga class. And I was like, oh, Sarah. That's what Sarah does. I was like, that's actually what Sarah does. Like she, when she's in class practicing her her yoga flows, she's like telling jokes in the flow. And I'm like, that's what she does. Like that's going to be her style. And it's so fun. It's going to be hilarious and amazing. You're going to be like, you know what? I need a good laugh tonight. Let me go to Sarah's class. Yeah, let me go to Sarah's. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly it. I love it. So it's just like, yeah, like when you're, you know, that's one thing I love about teaching yoga is that you know, my personality really, really gets to shine through in my classes. And like, 
I'm a little bit different even. Like I, I really come through in my classes. Like, you know, I, I'm dancing in the background. Like I'm, I'm in it. I'm vibing with you guys. Like I'm trying to create this energy and experience. You know, I, I come in with like my intentions and I always am looking at like the astrology. So I'm feeding into the energy of just like the moment and what's actually happening in the world. And I think that, you know, that is part of just like, yeah, my little, my flavor and I love it. And it's so, it's just something that's been so great. It's just been a way to like embrace my authentic self, yeah. you know, but also to you, Ryan, like I was saying, um, when you were doing your, uh, round Robin the other day, like I, I can't wait until you're teaching yoga classes. Teach class. Oh my God. Ryan is going to be them all such time. a good teacher. So I know you it's do. It's going to be fun. I can tell he thinks about it all the time and I can tell that you like are going over the flow in your head and you're like, you're really like keying into everything. I can totally tell in um, yoga teacher training. Oh like my it, God. It really shows. Guys, my love tank is full. <laughs> I honestly cannot wait to take a class with Ryan. Me either. Yeah. I'm so excited. I can't wait to teach one. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm excited. Oh my God, yoga teacher training is so fun, guys. Oh, guys. Well, <laughs> I guess since we're already 11 minutes in, we'll say that this episode <laughs> is kind of all about like where we're at right yeah, now. True. So part of where we're at right now is we're full steam ahead in yoga teacher training. We're about to be Woo! halfway through. Yeah, we're about to be halfway through after this weekend. And let me just say, like, it's a lot. Yoga teacher training is a lot. You know, we had a really interesting weekend happen last weekend. Like, I won't say everything that happened, but there was just some moments where, like, the breakdowns are starting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> breakdowns, breakthroughs. Yeah, breakdowns <laughs> are breakthroughs. Exactly. So those are, those are, like, coming through heavy now, like, more out front. You know, I think people were having, like, private breakdown breakthroughs <laughs> before but now it's like there's no fucks given it's like the walls are down yeah the walls are down everyone's walls are down which is Here's kind of awesome at, too yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful it's so beautiful to see like and you know I and I said this last weekend too like I'm really grateful for this group in particular because this is the only group that I'll ever actually be training this much with. This is the only group you're ever going to teach 100% of the class yourself. <laughs> Again, this is why I had no voice this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I won't in the future be training this much. And, you know, just to have had this experience, it's, it's almost like going through yoga teacher training again for me. And I'm experiencing the same emotional breakdowns and breakthroughs, you know, not in the same exact way, but like a lot of things are coming up for me yeah. too that I'm like, well, first of all, why is this happening? Well, it's funny because we have a bunch of guest teachers and throughout the first couple of weeks, almost every one of them made a point to be like, listen, this is a really emotional time. Everything, you know, things are going to be coming up. Look at it. And I think in the beginning that we weren't as tapped into that, you know, but now as we're getting through, it's like, yeah, I am. I am crying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah. That thing did just come up. Like where the hell did that come from? Elementary school? Yeah. What? Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Sometimes it, when we're like in Shavasana during yoga teacher training, I'm like, oh, what's every horrible thing that's ever happened to me? Let's just run through them all <laughs> because it's crazy. It really is. Yeah. But it feels good. You know, it definitely does because you see the evolution. Like, in terms of just already having gone through eight weeks, actually, my yoga teacher training program was an eight-week program. I, when you tell me that, like, I cannot. Imagine. I actually because don't know how it happened either. Another, like, yeah, exactly as much as we're like doubling it yeah. makes me like I don't even understand how yeah. you found the time. I, I actually <laughs> don't either. I, I I can't even remember what the schedule is like. It must have been so insane, but um, it was. It was. It was an eight-week program, and so. It, it, it felt like it went by so fast. And it was really the year after yoga teacher training that everything just started to like bust wide open for me in right. terms of my spirituality and understanding and my alignment of mind, body, soul, because I didn't actually get my certificate for almost a year after because I, I didn't want it. I, di I didn't care for it. I, I never did yoga teacher training to become a yoga teacher. I did it because I was just at a time in my life where I was like, I need this. I need something. Yeah. I, need something. yeah I knew I needed something. And like that community was literally calling me in and I, I needed it. And so I, I just kind of like went into it with open arms and gratefully, you know, and um and, and that same community was what called me back too eventually and got me to like start teaching in a studio, although my first class that I ever taught yoga was at the garden. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that, that experience, that period of time in terms of just like how much yoga I was doing, the physicality of it all, you really, really start to understand 
how your body is affecting your mind and vice versa. And then that just breaks you into spirituality because you're like, whoa, like this is deeper. Totally. And it's even deeper than you thought. Like even if you are already like kind of like deep in your spiritual practice, it's like no matter what, when you go through this experience, you will break open to a deeper level. 100%. It, it just is what it it's is. It's like you even learning like what new depths can be. You know what I mean? Because even in hearing about, you know, and talking about what the yogis value in their lives, you know what I mean? The different approaches to their lives. It's like, oh my God, I didn't even know that people live like that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know that people sat in silent meditation for years at a time. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of kind of ideology that it's like you're not really practicing yoga in its totality unless you're practicing all of those kind of paths, like those, you know, limbs of the yogi path. Like you aren't, you know, what we do in the West is really more just like yoga asana. It's just a movement. And, you know, there's just so much more to the practice. And so that's what's so great about teacher training is that that's where you go to kind of discover the deeper parts of yoga, at least right now right. In, in in terms of the West. Like there's not a lot of opportunities, for example, to go and take a workshop on, you know, the yoga sutras. But if you do yoga teacher training, you're going to learn about the yoga sutras because, you know, nine times out of 10, that's a philosophy that they're going to choose to push or they might push Upanishads or something like that, like focus on not push because they're all relevant. They all come up. They're all important, but they might focus on, you know, one of the different texts. Either way, it's like you're going to learn a a deeper level into the philosophy, how this started, where this comes from. And then naturally, because you know it now that you've become aware of it, you'll start to do it. Mm -hmm. You'll just naturally start to fall into these things like, you know, even just like the meditation and all of it. It's like you just organically start to get there and you're like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm I'm practicing that's these exactly. things. And yeah, it just th- that's what's so beautiful about yoga. I mean, I think no matter what anybody who practices yoga more than one time in their life comes to this understanding that it's like, oh, something's happening here in terms of the way this is affecting my body but then carrying over into my mind. Yeah. Like there it it just happens, you know, that that kind of flow and totally. and transition of information and exchange of information between the mind and the body. That's what yoga is. And and so um it's so beautiful. It's it so is. beautiful to watch. It's it's been beautiful to watch your experiences and it's been beautiful to just be able to be in it myself and and going through it with you. Um you know, one thing that we talked about last weekend was just like that we've created a really safe space in our yoga teacher training right now and a, a really safe space guys. I this mean these people the are safest. more comfortable than I think I'm even okay with sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, can we can I just have a little bit here? Are we more comfortable than Gijana in her own home? It's possible. It is possible. It's I actually do. Possible. Oh my god, these people are comfortable. But <laughs> no, but I but love it, it. That's a testament to you. But I love it because it's true like you guys are, you know, a big each and every one of you are important to the garden in, in your own special way. And so um, just, but even just being this like first class of yoga teacher trainers, it's it's like really near and dear to my heart. So yeah, I just love it. I love watching it. I love being a part of it. I'm super grateful to all our guest teachers too, by the Same. way. They've all been so great. They've it's been so, so great. So different. We've got my, my Omi from yoga teacher training actually is coming this weekend to teach uh, yoga anatomy. Yay. It's so uh, awesome. Like that's another thing too. Like, the, the person that I was assigned to as my Omi in yoga teacher training, my friend Nicole, we're still great friends to this day. Yeah. I mean, you just create a bond. And honestly, our group, I think you guys are all kind of bonded together. I've noticed that. Like, they're, really yeah, they're, they're kind of like on a different <laughs> level because I can tell you guys are just like so together. It's so funny. But um, no, but like my, my Omi from yoga teacher training and like a couple other people that I still feel really connected to or keep in, in touch with. Um, you just create a bond. You just like, you went through something together that, yeah. you know, that it, no matter what, nobody will have ever gone through it with and you. And it changed you. Like, it in changed that way. you. And so those people that you did it with, like are the only people that saw you right before and see you right after. You and know and you're mean? having conversations cool. and, 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 you know, opening up about the things that you're experiencing at the same time, even though they're different. Like I can just still remember things that I was experiencing and things that Nicole was experiencing in yoga teacher training yeah. so vividly because we just, we went so deep we were able to like really bond and go it's kind of like study abroad or like camp 
in that yeah, way. In that you know way, what I mean? Yeah, it is it's kind of like, like people chaos. that you like instantly bond with. You get so deep. You yeah. have such a shared experience that no one else will ever understand, and then it's over. Yep, and then it's over. But you know, but the connection stays. The connection stays yeah. exactly. So yeah, so we've got Nicole coming in this weekend. We've also got like one of my good friends from high school coming to teach us like trauma informed care. She's also going to do a class with us. My friend Katie. So yeah, we just have so many like cool teacher trainers. Shout out to Tiana. She's been awesome uh, too. We've I got will. Carolyn. She's one of our favorites. Monique. Yeah, Monique is great. Uh, um, I actually think Monique's saving my carpal tunnel. Yeah, I actually think this weekend is our last weekend with Monique. So yeah. I know we didn't get to book her so later good. in the yeah. So we'll, we'll have to like really enjoy it. Um, I know uh, Monique is she's booked and busy, but she, I, listen, I understand. That. She's dope. She's super she's awesome. cool. So, anyways, that all being said, um, you know, yoga teacher training is amazing, and. We're going to have a fall session. Yeah, we're going to have sessions forever. Yeah, we're going to definitely keep it going. And in the future, you guys will just have more guest teachers. We'll have another lead trainer, Sean, who you guys are, like I said, going to love. And the polarity between us will just be hysterical for you. Don't worry. It's super entertaining um, (laughs) for everyone. Yeah, It's going to be so great. Yeah, it's really funny. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Me too. Excited for the future. So stay tuned because we'll be for sure dropping more yeah, info. Yeah, we'll be hitting you up about yeah. fall session pretty soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so what else do we have for new growth this week? Well, I know we have well, to talk, let's about, talk our... about where we're at. Okay. Well, let's talk about the Boston Cannabis Board voting hearing. Yes. Because that happened last Wednesday, June 16th. And I know Ryan gave a little update in the last podcast, but just to go um, a little deeper, we did get our we did. yeah, we, we did it. get our license granted. So I wanted to go. I wanted to start with the pros, yeah, because I think the pro I, is we got the damn. Lens. The pro is that we got it granted, and I, I'd say that's that's about it. <laughs> I, I'd stop there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's I where think I that's would stop I'd, as well. Yeah, I'm pretty jaded right now. There's a lot going on um, that has transpired since, but let's just get into it. Let's talk about the hearing first. So the hearing. Well, let's talk about why I like the, the hearing. Kind of is what I think burst the bubble to begin mm-hmm. with, and then it's been on a slow deflation since. But we're used to this, you know. You guys know this is our life. It's highs and lows. It's it's peaks and valleys. Yep. So, the hearing. So, we, as some of you can remember from our last update, our initial hearing where we were presenting to the Boston Cannabis Board, it was incredible. Went very well. It was amazing. Smooth. Smooth as just molasses. As you heard our confidence in the beginning portion of the last episode. Correct. Before the little update. Yeah, before the update. I mean, we were feeling good, feeling great. Like, there were so many reasons that we had to feel good. One of them was just that, like, in comparison to the other applicants, we had done a really great job. We and felt it like... it also took less time. Like it, physically, like yeah. the time that they took on us, like they pretty much just sped through they it. They sped through Other us. people took over like 30 minutes. Oh, well over. Some people took like an hour. Yeah. They asked us very few questions. They seemed genuinely satisfied with our responses beyond the whole pharmacology debacle. Um, other than that, they seemed really satisfied with our answers they were joking like around with us mm-hmm. like it felt like oh, we were positive. good 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 go. good and they had specifically told many other p- applicants like portions of their application that needed to be expanded on and they said things specifically like email us by friday that part of your application i was even told that if they didn't call me or email me requesting more information within the days following the hearing that was a really good sign that meant that the board had all the information they needed. They were good to go. They were satisfied that this was going to be correct. So that's the easy feeling peasy. we had going in. That was the feeling we had going in. So we're sitting there on Wednesday, you know, listening. They're going through. And their first thing that I notice is that they are very grateful for all the supplemental information that's been sent to them by applicants. Yeah, applicants. A lot of people that it seemed like there was no way these people were going to get through, they were granting the licenses and they were saying, thank you for sending the supplemental information. So right off the right out of the gate, we knew the first people were going to be fine. But then the next two got their licenses granted and they were like, thanks for the supplemental information. I think the third person had a um, condition of there was a buffer zone conflict and also um, there was a condition with the timing. School timing yeah, school yeah. timing. So that was... First three. Four we knew wasn't going to get through. That yeah. was Pure Oasis 2. They just have too much community. Just yeah, just a bad location. not here for it. You know, best of luck. They got, they got rejected without prejudice, which means they can come back and reapply at the same location. But, the you know, board. 
even went on record to say it's not a great idea. It's so not. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they made it pretty clear. They, yeah. they don't think that location is a good spot. So we knew that was going to happen. Five was races. This is the uh, dispensary that's going to be owned by former city councilor Mike Ross, former state rep Jeffrey Sanchez, a former police officer, and I believe the executive director of Sociedad Latina, which is a pretty prominent uh, nonprofit organization in the city. Now, this has been... A little bit conflicting to me because I happen to know a lot of those characters from my time working in Northeastern. I didn't have a good experience with any of those people. I, first of all, felt directly bullied by people like Jeffrey Sanchez and Mike Ross at different times in my life. But beyond that, I feel like, oh, wow, these are people who directly um, had like a role in establishing some cannabis policy and now they're benefiting from it directly. One thing that was really interesting about their presentation was that there was this conversation that came up about why aren't they equity applicants? And, you know, Jeffrey Sanchez was kind of like elusive in his statement being like, actually, what he said, which I found extremely offensive, was he said, well, I wasn't arrested, so I don't qualify as an equity applicant. Well, Jeffrey Sanchez, I was never arrested and I qualify as an equity applicant. So how does that work? You're a bullshitter. You've always been a bullshitter. I clearly am not okay with the fact that you're doing this and you say things like that. That's how you manipulate people. Um, and I, I will say the secretary of the board did go on record to say she had had a conversation with Jeffrey Sanchez and he knows why he does not qualify as an equity applicant. But again, like we all know why you don't qualify as an equity applicant, Jeffrey, because you were a former state rep. Mike Ross was a former city councilor. You guys can call these people up directly. You guys have lots of conflicts of interest within the city and within the state that, you know, I have to sign documents saying I won't have people working that work in the city working for my business. But you guys have, you know, all these okie dokes happening and we know about them. We're not stupid. Nobody is dumb here. There's nothing happening here that we can't see. And so I was a little bit upset about that whole application and just how the board was just like, oh, amazing. Amazing. You know, yeah, they're they're giving 10% of their revenue to the community. But what what that translates to me is that's how they bought the community. Like, I know how these things work. You know what I mean? Like, I've been in this space before, especially with community organizing and doing things like this. So it's again, there's no illusions happening here. I know they're trying to create them, but they're not doing a good job. And so the board was like overly impressed with their application. And they even went on record when they granted them their license with no conditions. To, the chairwoman re- went on record to say she believed that they had an excellent application. Like yeah. she, she really wanted yeah, to make that clear. Yeah. And so that was definitely just I, a note for me because you know, I, I felt like his whole presentation was kind of like a sideshow. You know, he had all these people that like in his family there, um, his mom was there speaking. And it's just like, to me, I felt like save that for the community meeting. That's where that stuff can come out. But in the professional like Boston Cannabis Board hearing, you know, that's on record. This is like already a five and hour meeting. Like, really do we really about need the business. this? Like he had a lot of like personal. Yeah. And that's my other question. Like, Jeffrey, I- I'm just curious to know, like, what's your background in running a business? How do you know how to manage a business? And, you know, things like that. But it's like, again, Okay, whatever. Excellent application. Good for you. Okay, cool. So they get theirs granted and, you know, it's like la-di-da. Jeffrey Sanchez is so amazing. So next they come to our application. And the chairwoman is like, yeah. And again, this is her vibe. She's like, yeah, you know, I liked the concept, but this applicant just doesn't have enough information about their diversity plan and their employment plan. Can you imagine, you guys, to tell Pijana that she's not diverse enough? This was frustrating to me. It's crazy. No, it's truly insane. This was frustrating to me. Now, first of all, just to be clear, I'm black. Ryan's gay. The other two people that we have on our roster are two women. The state has identified five populations that they consider to be disadvantaged populations. These are minorities, women, uh, people with disabilities, LGBTQ, and veterans. So as far as the state legislation goes, my team is 100% diverse. Based on their own qualifications. Based on their own qualifications that they've set forward. Furthermore, in my diversity plan, I committed that my team would continue to be 100% as identified by the state, a disadvantaged population. I don't understand what more information they need from me. I definitely set a plan that said, this is how we're going to measure it. This is the information we're going to send back. Yeah, la di da da When they asked me about hiring, I said, we are committed to hiring people above the livable wage, no less than $20 per hour for hourly paid employees. But our goal is to get to salaried employees. However, that takes time. 
that takes time. That's not going to happen out of the gate. I'm not going to be able to salary everybody out of the gate. That just is what it is. And guess what? I'm not going to be salarying people at $35,000, okay? Because that's not fucking okay. People who work for me are going to make no less than $70,000 a year. That just would not happen on my roster because we live in Boston and I know how hard it is to live in this city. So I'm not going to bring people in on a salaried full-time basis and hurt them. There's just That's never going to happen. And so for that reason, we've created this plan. And for them to come back and say, this is not enough, they asked us questions about it. I gave them these answers. They were fine with these answers. The, the entire board proceeded to place the same complaint, which was that they liked the concept, but they did not feel that we had enough information about diversity, inclusion, and hiring. And so I was also frustrated because my feeling was like, well, why didn't they reach out to me? Why didn't they reach out and say, hey, by the way, we're going to need some more information on this so we can make sure we can grant your license. Or say it during the initial hearing. Or say it during the initial hearing like they said for everybody else. It was like now we had this like kind of taint on our whole process where they're like, yeah, we like it. Like imagine that's how you get voted for something like, right. yeah, yeah, it's cool, but uh, they don't got diversity. First of all, what? Yeah. We don't have anything First but of all, diversity. Second of all... As defined by you guys, by the way. This is so frustrating. It's like, you're just giving me bullshit busy work to do for whatever reason to make my application look like it's less than. And I don't appreciate that. Like, I don't like that energy. And I know that I'm someone who, and this is something that I'm working on, like, sometimes things seem like they're never enough for me. And I don't want to put that energy out there because I'm so grateful that we got our license granted. I'm so grateful that we can move forward to the next step. Like this, you know, they came back, the chairwoman came back and basically said, I do think that they need to submit more information, but it's not enough to prohibit the business from moving forward. I do think we should grant the license with the condition of they need to submit more information about diversity inclusion. And we have a buffer zone conflict. So there's that condition too. So, you know, again, ultimately we got our license granted. It just felt like, damn, why couldn't this good moment be great? You know, like why did they have to come at us on it? And it just makes you wonder because it's like, Listen, no one's looking for issues to have. But well, it's are a, they? It's definitely well. I mean, but are they? End. I mean, but it lo- it but felt it like felt they were looking like, like an issue to have. Well, that's with what us. I'm saying, and and it's specifically like so. Every other person received specific instructions to send something, and every other person was praised for sending those specific things. Our hearing, our initial hearing, went through without any question for anything else. No further up contact information and then you're going to make it seem like we didn't provide the information that's where it's like well what kind of picture are you trying to paint here yeah, because like you the, didn't give us the same opportunity that and again it, it also feels like especially offensive that that's what they right. hit us on like 100 honestly guys and i'm not trying to draw attention but they could hit us on a million other things like There's smell other, proofing like well, and parking. we won't name any other examples but, <laughs> okay <you can> but, <laughs> but i'm telling you guys there's a million other things that they could have hit us on and they hit us on diversity inclusion that's how you know they were looking for it's something. some bullshit they and, were looking for something and also i think it's not I also think, too, there is an element of, and not to take any, like, responsibility from them, I think there was an element of someone above them came in and said, we need to talk, we need to emphasize the diversity part because they did say it to every single applicant. I will agree with that. I will agree with that. Here's something else that I will say. I'm happy that the city is pushing diversity and inclusion and making sure that, you know, these metrics are clearly stated within applicants' applications. I'm really happy for that. I I truly am. I just think that when you are doing this, you should be realistic about who you're pushing those things on and what you're saying to people so as not to just re-trigger people or trigger people unnecessarily for things that aren't actually relevant to what we're working on. Like me having to go back- Yeah, me having to go back now, sit down, rewrite this diversity plan to your standards because for some reason you weren't satisfied with the information that I've already given or or, or don't trust or believe the information that I've already put forward. It's just, again, a taxing moment that's like, for what? For what am I doing this? You know, it doesn't really make the most sense. But again, this process doesn't make the most sense. And I will just say a couple things that I learned for anybody who's applying for their license. When you go to the Boston Cannabis Board, when you have that hearing, Whatever they ask you a question about, whatever they ask you a question about, just send them supplemental information the next day or or follow up by the end of the week with supplemental information on anything they ask you a question about because that's the best way to go into it to make sure that you fully have provided all the information that you can. You know, even if it seems like they're okay with something, 
they're not. So just make sure you provide extra information. That's what I will say. Correct. And like, you guys heard us. You know what I mean? Like you heard what we recorded afterwards. There was no inclination that we like had anything to do, that we felt like it didn't maybe go great. Like we felt like it was awesome. Uh, you know, we were shocked. That's what I'll we say. Were when, when that was happening, because, you know, we, we weren't on camera. We were just watching it. When that was happening and every member of the board proceeded to say essentially the same thing that and they said it so just like disheartedly, like they were just like, yeah. yeah, this just doesn't have enough. Like it, we were just like shitting ourselves. Yeah. Like I was honestly looking at Ryan, like, are they going to deny our That's license we on diversity and inclusion? Like I, I'm actually scared right now. Yeah. Like I was, I was, and I had not, I, I had no issues going into that. Not one even no, little we bit. We thought like, that was going to be a celebratory afternoon. A hundred percent. We were like, we were like ready to fucking roller we were skate. Go roller yeah. Skate we were like. It was like depression. Like I had to go take a nap yeah. after. Oh I was God. like, it just crawled. Up yeah, into a yeah, while. truly. Like I was sad it was afterwards, horrible. and it was just yeah. It was just one of those moments where I was like, damn, I feel like we should be celebrating, but I'm like actually upset that this happened. It's fucked. So that was that, guys. And again, like I'm, I'm working on being better at just like taking my wins and, and celebrating small successes, which was my mantra last week. And and we are, you know, we mm-hmm. we did do that. We definitely did celebrate ourselves. We're continuing to celebrate ourselves. We're so proud of ourselves, guys. Like we are continuing to get through. Don't worry. I cried. I was like, this is amazing. Like this happened. We're we're one step closer. And that's just that's the real like money right there. Like we we are just one step closer. That's right. So. To break it down for you guys. So uh, we know it gets confusing because it actually doesn't make any sense. Right. So what we received is technically almost, I'll say, our Boston license because we have not yet gone in front of the Boston Zoning Board. Now, they set up these meetings, just to be clear. Like, we thought that zoning would go first. We did. So then you would just be done with the city. Right. So now that's why we have our conditions of the as before mentioned, the diversity plan, but then also the buffer zone. So the buffer zone is going to get resolved by our zoning hearing. So that's what's coming up next, hopefully in July. Hopefully in July. That's what we're praying for. Um, I've communicated with the Zoning Board of Appeals a little bit back and forth this week. So I'm hoping that, you know, all that stuff gets resolved and they can just put us on on the schedule for sometime next month. Um, but in the meantime, well, not really in the meantime, but before we submit to the state, we'll have to have our host community agreement executed as well. Correct. With the city. So this is... This is a deep exhale moment. Yeah. This is, this is actually, this one's got me pretty tight. I mean, okay, here's the deal with the community host agreement. Um, everybody has to have one. In order to submit to the state, it's a requirement in the state's application. When you are going into, you know, small towns or whatever, it's like you execute essentially your community benefits plan. And, um, you know, I have heard of certain towns and and things like that taking a a percentage of revenue um, from certain businesses Um, it's not, I don't think consistent across the board. It certainly doesn't say anywhere in the law that cannabis businesses are required to give 3% of their revenue to, um, you know, the cities or towns that they reside in. Um, however, in the community host agreement that was put forward to us, the request was that we would be submitting quarterly checks of 3% of our revenue to within how many days the city of boston and the checks have to be submitted within 30 days 30 days can you imagine this is taken right out of the book of the mafia this feels extortionist to me yeah like that and this is what we talk about because it says the reasoning is for what is it extra costs related to a cannabis business that the city incurs so tell me exactly what could those be i would like to know what i'd love to know because there's a lot of concerns I have about this. Um, so first of all, one thing is that I have um, committed like equity percentage up to 3% already um, to certain organizations in the city that are owned by black women um, that I feel are really important and really need to be here. Um, and so that is something that is part of our positive impact plan. Um, and with even one of the organizations, it's even a little bit deeper than that. Like we're going to be doing training programs with them and things like that. Um, so, and, and that's just something that like, 
I'm just really excited to do because everybody who knows me knows I have like a really lengthy background in community engagement and that type of stuff. So I always envision that, you know, I would be bringing that layer of my myself into my work. And part of what excites me is that, you know, now I get to do it my way. Mm-hmm. Now, to just like willy nilly be cutting the city a check for 3% of my income, I don't even know where it's going. That's just really hard for me. That feels, again, extortionist. It feels like they're saying like, oh, okay, well, in order to exist here, you're just going to have to cut it. I don't know anything to compare to besides, besides the mob. Besides the mob, yeah. Right? I, I, like I couldn't a, imagine. Because like, uh, like here's what I want to know. Here's just what I want to know. Does every business in the city of Boston yeah, have to I'm give asking. the city a, a, a a check quarterly, or is this just legislatively 3%? an opportunity for them? Like no one, no other businesses, they get to impose. Now here's that. why this is super confusing too, just coming from like the whole equity perspective. Because as you yeah, guys know, like, I'm an equity, equity mean, applicant. So it's like here's what is so confusing about this. Now I've reached out to the city asking for rent relief and and other ways to like access the technical assistance funds that they claim are available to equity applicants with you know no no luck to no avail. Yeah, and here's the thing. It's like so. Let me get this straight. I can't even receive assistance from you, but you guys are sure steady to hit me up for a check of 3% of my revenue and t- quarterly. Like, what is the equity program even for if and it's that's not just canceled out? Stuff like that. You know what 100%. I mean? 100%. Like, why would you have to pay? The city still owes you. That's been stated clear by the fact that you're in the city and state equity programs. It's it's kind of appalling. It's, a, it's appalling. It's it's very insensitive. I think it's misplaced. It's misguided. I also think like, look, some of these dispensaries are making $25 million in a quarter. Like right. maybe not now the way that they were when it first, you know, started and, and, and the first dispensaries were getting up. But if you go back and you look at what the tax payments were that they were sending the cities at that time of 3%, it's like you can do the math in terms of seeing what they were making. Right. We're not going to be making that. No. We're not going to be making that. I don't know if we'll ever be making that like that's not our business model no. so to come in and really be like okay and you got to pay us three percent it's like whoa also just to be clear guys like we're paying taxes and a that lot of part. extra taxes a lot of to extra have taxes. a cannabis business anyway so the state's already getting extra money from our business that will be filtered down to the city based on where we are you know what i mean how taxes work to get to cities but it's still not enough like tell me that you're just imposing a city, like your own city Do tax. Do bars have to pay 3%? Do bars have to pay? And by the way, how much state tax revenue are we going to be bringing in by selling all those products as retail? They're not sold as food. They're sold as retail. So that's all state income tax money too. So stop. You guys are crazy for that. You guys are absolutely wild for that. It's just like, look, y- y- something's got to give here. Something's got to give. We cannot be expected to hand over 3% of our revenue to the city just quarterly. Because. Just because. It, it's it's just not right. I'm telling you right now, any of my entrepreneurs out there, I'm sure you guys are like honestly having a heart attack like I was. Like it's just we have investors. Like it, it's not. Also plans. Plans. This is step one, you guys. Of like many. Also, here's another thing that just really killed me. Like they just hit us with this. Yeah, you just snuck it into the contract. They they never mention this like at no point in this process have they ever mentioned like oh by the way at some point we're gonna be hitting you up for three percent of your revenue like we don't have that worked into any of our projections any of our plans like I I I haven't even told Ange guys because I I just don't even know how to approach it like I don't want to tell her I can't tell her like I I just I can't even think about it I mean. And they're hitting me up about hiring people and, and paying people a, a, a solid wage, but they want to take 3% of my revenue. It's like, well, I, you're making it hard. You're, you're being ridiculous. You're like, making it I don't it even know how hard. you can. And, and this is like really where capitalism gets just like super fucked up and, and the whole like relationship with government and, and all of this, it just gets really, really shady, really just like super crazy. But my feeling is like, look, unless every business in the city is required to submit 3% of their revenue to the city, and that's just the the tax that the city tax to be a business in the city of Boston, I, I just can't see why mine has to. Like, And I can't see any specific fees that the city is going to pay for because of our business. It's just not right. Like, it's just not right to say that cannabis is doing this, 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 when what about alcohol? What about, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just, it's not fair. And it is like, again, I'm just going to go back to that word extortion. Mm -hmm. And also it is just extremely discriminatory towards cannabis businesses. And I think this is something that's like 
we're really going to look back in like 25, 30, 50, however many years and be like, what the fuck? Like, can doing? you even believe this was a conversation? Like, they were trying to charge us 3% I, I just of need our to, revenue? Like, especially from the perspective of these, this business has been deemed equity applicants by the city and the state. So we're saying that essentially, like, we've fucked up historically, and now the most we can do, which is not enough, is to offer you admission into this program, which already doesn't get you anything. The only thing that we've gotten out of this is fast track through this pointless process. This one Boston cannabis one portion. This, this is the only thing that yeah. we've like received like actual priority on. Like, oh, okay, you guys get to go on the next agenda because. But you're as it's advertised to have tons of funds and all this help, assistance. None of it. No, I mean, I will say like shout out to Aaliyah in the Office of Economic Development. She's super supportive. Like anytime I request a call with her, she's, she's doing like everything she can. She can, she's doing 100%. everything she can, but she's like under resourced, underpaid. Right. Like it's ridiculous. I feel yeah. like you know, not that she's ever mentioned that, but I just and feel things like, aren't set up for her. Like when we talk about getting rent relief, and she says, "I I would love to," but the application. Yeah, she. Ready. That's what I mean. She's like fully under resourced. Like. She it's like she can't, this woman cannot create, she can't make a dollar out of 15 cents. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, and me I don't sitting think it's there an being, accident, by the way, that they're not spending any attention or time or money getting the equity program. Like, I don't think, I think we all can agree that's not a coincidence. No, it's not. And that's what's fucked. Well, I will just say that I think it's no coincidence that the day they sent me that damn agreement and I read through it, my voice miraculously came back. The universe was like, uh, we can't. <laughs> she can't be voiceless for this. No, this is crazy. I mean, we are gonna fight this as you know, however we can. Yeah. I mean, we're certainly gonna go back and say we don't. We do. This is this we'll is a major a concern. Number of ways we can say that the three percent that we've committed should take care of that because we're giving back to the city directly. We can say that you know what the hell's the point of the social equity program then? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and then. Three, I'd love to see a specific breakdown of what I would that love money's to see going the breakdown. to. Because I, I would really like to see the breakdown. And I, I think that's pretty reasonable to say, you know, if you guys are demanding this money from me, then right. I would like to see what it's going towards. I need to know what, because it, I, I just, I, I would like to know. I have I to have hope right that to in know. terms of like just contract negotiations, they're just starting high. You know what I mean? And we can just like go back and forth about it. But it is just, it's offensive and insane. And I have to hope that this was just a mistake. And as an equity applicant, I just wasn't supposed to be sent that. And that's just something. Maybe that that's happened. it too. I don't think that's what happened, but I hope so. Well, maybe we should approach it that way and just call and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, but you must have sent me the yeah, wrong like, one because this can't be right. we can't be paying the city. <laughs> I just feel like why then? Why am I why am I doing my business in Boston if Right, as if it's some great privilege. Like you're making it impossible. You're you're well you're making <laughs> you're it, trying it fully to undesirable it to stay here, right? So it's like as grow. as soon as federal legalization comes up, why wouldn't I just shut it down and be like, "Bye Boston, you're you're done giving you 3% of my shit." Right. It's dumb. Yeah. It's not, like, and it's not about creating community. It's not about creating community. And then it's like, yeah, like, and then you guys are going to, what, expect me to be able to, like, give back to the community, too? Like, right. I just, I just I don't, don't know, know what you think. You think yeah, I just don't know how much here. money you think we're going to be making, but it's not, we are not going to be making $25 million a quarter. And by the way, no offense, like, we're not getting to this business to make Boston better. Like, that's not what we're doing. Certainly not you by need, paying the you, city. You need to figure I, that shit I out on make, your own. I want to make Boston better in my way. I'm not. I, I've I've worked with but the city. As an extension worked, of what you're doing, it's not like exactly. This is not, like, like we're not I, in. We're not. Yeah, I don't want to do it through city halls. Yeah. <laughs> mantras and ways. Exactly. No, thank you. Like, what have you guys done for me in 31 years? Goodbye. Like, no, thank you. This city is, you know, they call it the south of the north for a reason. Like, it's, there's a lot, a lot that just needs to be addressed and adjusted here. And I think, you know, the general approach, I, I get it. I feel the energy. Like, again, there's no there's no secrets. When we're dealing with those people, we know what it is. Mm -hmm. we, we know you don't want us yep. to have this. That's clear. That's made clear by the way that you guys are conducting yourselves in these processes. Yep. Like, that's obvious to us. We know what it is. But we're we're going to still keep going through. Like, it, it doesn't matter. We're still going to be. And it's just like, yo, you guys can either do this this way or... Listen. Think about how you want to be portrayed in the Boston Globe article that we <laughs> get written after all of this is over. Because I promise you, we're not going to get through this process and be quiet about this process. No, I'm not going to be quiet if the city really is extorting us for 3%. Like, it, this, to me, it feels like just straight up extortion. I'm not going to change that word. Um, I'm firm on it. And yeah, I'm not going to be quiet about it. Like, I, it will be 
named in every single thing that I do. Like every single product you buy will be like, FYI, 3% of this is going to the city of Boston. Yeah. Just we'll FYI. Put an extra warning on it. Like, just know every hundred dollars you spend, I got to give three of them to the city of Boston. <laughs> Print a big ass sign. For I, I will. I'll have a fucking t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> three, three of this hundred dollars yeah, yeah. is going like, to the goddamn city motherfucking of, city of can you Boston. imagine like no i just I, it might not even For seem what? like a lot it might not even seem like a lot but when you break it down when you take away then what we got to do for taxes the the effective tax rate is like almost 20 percent, guys like it's not a joke it, it's not it's not comfortable for me, you know, as a business owner. I'm thinking, like, I have to pay people salaries. I, I, I would like to live at some point, you know. I, I really the would. the girl get a paycheck, please. I, I'm just trying to move out of my mom's <laughs> house, guys. Like, I know it's crazy, but I'm 31. I'm just really trying to get up from out of under, under my mama and maybe get a car someday. Like, for real. Like, I'm not even trying to do that much, you know what I mean? But y'all really just trying to take 3%. Three whole percent. These people are greedy. So anyways. That was a shock, you guys. That was a real shock. That was just Wednesday for you. When but you texted me that, I almost dropped my phone. I couldn't breathe. I actually couldn't breathe. When I and I couldn't back, talk huh? yet. That's what I said out loud. Yeah. I was like, huh? I couldn't talk yet, so I couldn't. Uh-uh. It was, mm. oh, man, what a moment. What a moment. I feel like the adrenaline of that moment probably is what brought my voice back because I was just like, oh my God, it probably is. I, I just, it was just building up inside of me. Like I was fuming, fuming. And yeah, but you know what? I haven't exactly figured out what our next approach is going to be like. I mean, I, I have in some ways, but I haven't started. We know there started. will be one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there will be an approach. You know, I am going to state my concerns. Like I said, I'm not going to be quiet about this. I think this is insane. Um, and I am absolutely going to, you know, move forward. But I think another thing, and this is just me, as you guys know, Mercury was in retrograde when I was born. I like to take my time and think about things and I like to approach them, you know, as, as good as I can, as right as I can. So, you know, this is my initial reaction. Again, I'm not worried. I don't think anybody from City Hall is listening to this podcast, but even if you are. This is my initial reaction, and this is how I feel. We surely stand by everything we've said. I here. stand by we everything I've will. said. <laughs> um, that's the problem with the two of us. <laughs> We're always going to stand by what we said. Yeah, that's that is a problem sometimes. But no, that's that's facts. It just is what it is. I stand by what I've said so far, but I will take a beat to just think about this and think about the right approach and and how I want to you know frame our and, and articulate our argument. Um. And and then we'll just move forward from there. I think the good thing is that, you know, the, the this process with the HCA, it doesn't necessarily prohibit us from moving forward with zoning. We can right. still schedule our zoning hearing. We just need to have this executed before we can submit to the state. Correct. So ideally, this will get executed, you know, sooner rather than later. I really hope that – I just really hope that the city is able to right away just say, like, yeah, that's that's probably not right. We're, right. Just you know, hear it. Just genuinely just hear Just to genuinely hear me and hear what and like I'm saying. understand why fundamentally it doesn't make any sense. That's what I pray. That's, that's honestly pray just what I pray. I pray that we can just go into this and just have a real conversation and that we can come out of this and say to you guys, like, yo – Actually, actually, city's doing what they need to do. Yeah, like they heard us, they listened to really us. Is the best case scenario. We're not out here best case hoping scenario. that it's difficult. No, I don't <laughs> want this to be difficult, and I don't want to be in a contentious space with the city of Boston. Like, no. I want this process to be smooth. Look, you guys don't have to love me. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not loving you like that. But I do have a Boston B tattoo to my body somewhere. So the fact of the matter is, I do fucking love this place. For sure, I do fuck with this place hard. This is where I grew up. This is my home. Like. This is my place. You know what I'm saying? It's not a coincidence. I've said this before that my business is in Roslindale. So it's like, look, I might not be, you know, the poster child for City Hall, but at the end of the day, I am Boston bred. I am Boston born and raised. Look, I definitely am that. And I want to be here. I want to be successful here. And I really want to build up my community. But I don't want to feel extorted. I don't want to feel like the city is hitting me up in a fucked up way. And that's how I feel right now. That's what the initial gut reaction was to me reading that I need to cut the city within 30 days of the quarter ending a check for 3% of my gross revenue. I, I didn't like it. It doesn't feel good. I, it, and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And then when we wrap up all that city, then we'll submit to the state. We'll submit to the state. And tell me, what do, that's like eight weeks, we think? 
We hope. We hope. No more than six to eight weeks, you know. Um, That's the hope. I mean, I really, really hope that you guys will be eating our edibles this fall. Yeah. I really That's our hope plan, so. guys. That's the plan. That's what we're manifesting. I think we can push through. So that's what I'm hoping. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're in a good place. We're in a great place, you know, despite all of the Some bullshit. Shit. Yeah. You know, the good thing is, like, we're just so used to the bullshit. Yeah. So it doesn't really get us down like it would have. Like, if this was me three years ago, I w- this would have been it for me. Right. I would have been like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it would have burned the bridge in my 100%. <laughs> no, you won't be taking 3% of mine. <laughs> I will be taking my business elsewhere. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. And probably just have, like, cried myself to sleep. But, yeah, no. But now I'm just like, oh, honey, look what they're doing today. Look what they're coming at us with today. Eventually, we'll get to a place where we just all of a sudden just look at each other and say 3% and just die laughing <laughs> because it'll be so ridiculous if the city ever thought they were going to get it. Woo! If they, if, it, let me tell you something. If I end up paying a 3 like I said, you guys will, you, you'll know about it. Just know, you'll know, <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> we'll get truly funny with it. No, it will be hilarious. <laughs> like that's what it'll Because I, I won't be able, I'd have to make it funny because I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself knowing that that was happening. Right. It would, it would be, again, rather difficult so 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 you'll know either way. so you'll know either way <laughs> Listen, however, you'll know however up, it shakes we'll keep out. you posted <laughs> but yeah i think we can wrap this this bad boy up let's wrap this bad boy up Retrize, maybe yeah let's do okay, a little let's one do to a, close it a little out. one to close it out um let's see what is my mantra for the week well actually my mantra for the week has been say less well, <laughs> because you haven't had a choice. I haven't had a choice. And, you know, I did feel like um, it's a full moon happening today, a time of release. I did feel like there were a lot of things that I needed to go within and just release. And let me just tell you something. For me right now, the way my spirit is working, you know, I don't want to pull Dr. Heavenly and be like, my spirit's perfect. <laughs> Well, but, your sp- I everyone's mean, spirit is perfect. Everyone's spirit is perfect, cosmically. And that's what I'm realizing. Like, co- We can achieve cosmic perfection, but that's so different from what we've been conditioned to believe is perfection. Right. And so cosmically, we are perfect. And when I think about that and I allow that to just be true in, in every and in any moment, it really does ground me and bring me back to myself. And where what I'm at, the, the, the point where I'm at in my life is like, when I'm reflecting and releasing, you know, it has nothing to do with anybody else. No. It's all about Everything's me. Everything's about Like, that whole mantra of, like, don't take it personal. 100%. Like, I'm really coming into that right yeah. now. Because I'm realizing, like, I got people around me that I love in my life, and they got some shit going on. And, it's yo, not about it's you. just not about me. It's not personal to me. But vice versa, like, when I'm going through and I'm taking my time going into my shadow and releasing and doing all that work, it's not about anybody else. It's mm-hmm. all about me. 100%. And it's about the experiences that I've had in this lifetime and past lives, all the stuff that I'm working through to just come to understand myself on a deeper layer and a deeper level. And so being forced to be quiet for a couple of days, because let me tell you something, I talk a lot and some might even say I talk too much. And, no you one know, listens to this podcast. <laughs> the universe definitely, definitely had a plan for me this week. And I appreciate her for that, you know, just for benching my voice for a couple of days and just forcing me to in a different way than I have even in the past like years, because I haven't lost my voice. Actually, the last time I lost my voice was my um, capstone for my master's program. I was making my final presentation, my practicum presentation, and I lost my voice and I had to do the presentation in a whisper. It was crazy and it was painful. And that whole time was honestly just a very painful time. And I was thinking like, well, this is not a very painful time. It's hard. There's a lot of things going on in my life that feel hard right now. But I'm happy every yeah. day. I have joy every day. You're on the path. Yeah, I have happiness. I'm flowing, you know. Yeah. And when you're doing that, it's like, yeah, these little things that come up, they feel like bullshit or whatever. But it's like you just take them and you just kind of. It's like who said the other day? Like I think Wyatt said actually this morning. He's like it's almost like you're in the matrix and you're just kind of flowing through. And yeah. even when he said that, I couldn't appreciate it. But now I really do appreciate what you said there, Wyatt. It's like it's actually quite true. No, it totally it is. It is. It, it's kind of like yeah, I, I'm at a point now where I'm like I'm seeing this stuff as. It's coming at me and I can just totally like kind of sideswipe it. Yeah, I have to deal with it. I have to go through it, whatever. But I don't have to, I can be in it and not of it. And that's, that's where I'm it's at. It's too like that meditation thing of like, that's what you do with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, 
You mm-hmm. can see it. Yeah. But it doesn't have to become you. It doesn't have, have to, to take up the entirety of your space. Right. It doesn't have to change what you're doing. They don't even have to stay forever. They don't even have to stay, but it's okay if they're there. It's okay, it's okay if, if they're you there. see them. For you sure. Know? For sure. So, you know, for me, it's just been a lot of all of that. Say less. That's don't so take great. it personal. Just be in the matrix. I love that. Yeah. Mine am taking directly from you during our flow this morning is just release. Like I feel mm-hmm. oh, I really just released a lot during the flow today. Mm-hmm. Just energetically, I feel I really feel like the full moon energy mm-hmm. just feels good. Yeah, it feels like a great time to release. Also, it's so nice to like just let go of old shit, especially now when the summer's starting. Like, let go of all that stuff. Like, yeah. especially the 2020 stuff. We're not even gonna say the word. Mm. It's just like it's over. It's over. It's 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 a new dawn. It's yeah. a new day. And I we think can release. That. Yeah, you can be and in you can release the that person who is so like on edge all yeah. the time. You know what I mean? Like, we can get back to being a little bit, like, chill now. So true. And we have been. And we have. We've been, like, out socializing. We have been social. We've been doing stuff. Oh, my gosh, guys. I totally wish I could tell you about this lunch that we had on City Hall Plaza. Oof. But I won't. But we'll, we'll save it for the Patreon. Oh, my God. That's such a good Patreon one. Yeah, we'll tell you that story on the Patreon. Well, All right. we this has been you. amazing. Thank you as always for listening. We love you so much and just keep staying tuned. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to check back regularly for new episodes. Check out our website, www.iandiroseGarden.com for updates and any events happening here at the garden. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at iandiroseGarden. That's at symbol I-A-N-D-I-R-O-S-E-G-A-R-D-E-N. Talk to you guys soon.